NFM, Vancouver. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, what seems to be the trouble? Well, it runs fine when I'm here, but whenever I get it, something always goes wrong. Oh, well, it probably just needs a little adjustment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. For one thing, it's very hard to start, really. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me get some wrenches okay. and I'll, I'll check it over for you. Pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be, and welcome to another episode of Exploding Head Movies. I have to leave that Vin Scully introduction there, but we'll see how long the Dodgers last in the playoffs. Exploding Head Movies is your cinematically inspired program. You're found on Vancouver's thankful community radio station, CITR. We are your voice at UBC here at 101.9 FM, and we broadcast from 590 watts here from unceded Musqueam Territory. I'm a very quiet and drowsy student nest here on campus. Perhaps the atrotophine has kicked in. Our signal takes us across the lower mainland of British Columbia, from Squamish to Bellingham, Washington, west across the Salish Sea, where our frequency vowels are friends over at UVic, S, or sorry, S, <coughs> CFUV, then east into the Fraser Valley. And all these places, but also wherever the internet takes us, you can find us online at www.citr.ca. And CITR Radio is also on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram. All your social media needs covered appropriately love. Maybe MySpace is still kicking around. Anyways, my name is Gak. And I guess I'll be inviting you over for dinner for the next couple hours. So sit yourself down at the table. There's plenty of meat and veggies to gorge yourself along with glorious sounds. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet to the point, but do give me time to battle the phone system to figure out how to pick up your call. But I know how email works. It's radiofreegack at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at 100air. Instagram as myopic man and exploding head movies is also under its name on Facebook and Tumblr. And in case you try to follow me in all those places, it's seemingly different content all over the place because... Gotta keep it diverse. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving to you. Hopefully you had a good one. Uh, I sort of had a bumpy one, but I will not uh, regale further much into that. For those of you south of the border, happy Columbus Day. 
Well, I know in certain regions it's also Happy Indigenous Day. And for those of you Icelandic folks, I know yesterday was Leif Erikson Day. As October continues, we'll uh, stick with our theme leading up to Halloween with uh, all manners of horror scores. And this time, uh, somehow appropriately for cutting meat, uh, we'll have the eerie soundscapes that make up the score to the seminal 1974 film that we heard at the beginning, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We heard the, uh, we heard the opening narration featuring a very young John Larroquette, whom uh, some of us know for our later TV roles like in sitcoms for Night Court and then uh, dramas like Boston Legal and McBride. And as connections go, when Larroquette was starting off originally from uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, uh, he made his way to Texas, and he befriended the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Tobe Hooper. And he called in a favor. And if you're curious, if you got the 2003 remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Larroquette reprises his narration. Hooper worked with sound designer Wayne Bell on the score for the massacre. Some powerful music concrete techniques at work. And if you haven't seen the film, it's very haunting, the music. And it fits in with the very creepy, lo-fi, kind of campy stuff involving Leatherface and his family. Otherwise, it is the final week of the 35th Annual Vancouver International Film Festival. We'll talk about some of the films that have yet to screen, or perhaps they've screened already, but you still have a chance to catch at least some of those films one more time, because you have until Friday. Some of these movies you don't normally get a chance to see otherwise, let alone in the theater, are available. I'll also talk about some of the acts coming into town this week. I know this long weekend had been very packed with activity, ranging from uh, some of the music festivals and the Japan Droids residency at the Cobalt. So whatever you did, I hope you had a fine time. Whether you were alone, with family, friends, or whoever you managed to hang out with. In the background here, this is Off World, off this year's album, simply called The Number One. This is called The Coral Hatch. And Off World is a new project by Toronto's Sandro Perry known for working as Palmo Popo in the past and then collaborating with bands like Bond of Tigers, Great Lake Swimmers, while doing technical production for acts like Owen Pallet and Stephen Malkmus. We haven't heard much from Perry since 2011's Impossible Spaces, although he did a weird cover of Sandro Perry doing Palmo Popo recently. But uh, the Constellation label has indicated that uh, one is going to be the first of three albums from Offworld. And this features Perry collaborating with another Toronto musician, Lorenz Peter, best known with acts like Corpus and Processor. Now, we did have one other song in the mix there, kind of doing a segue of uh, car rides going wrong. Uh, from Tokyo, we heard a short number by Buffalo Daughter featuring some samples. Off their 1998 album, New Rock, we heard What's the Trouble with My Server Turkey? And Buffalo Daughter have been putting out wild music since 1993. Their latest is 2014's Conjaction. Try to spell that, but it begins with a K. And uh, songs about Thanksgiving are pretty rare, but I've dug up my fair share in past episodes. I was looking at some jazz standards. I didn't find much to share this time around, so I've opted to the theme of turkeys. Now, whether you had goose, ham, or some other poultry, or for those of you who don't touch meat, maybe some squash, Brussels sprouts, or some other vegetables, the turkey is one of the symbols specific to this North American holiday. Regardless if it's uh, today up north here or then for our American friends at the end of November. So we got a couple songs here about turkeys, and we'll start off with Parallel Pyres. The band has its roots in Montreal. 
And uh, in 2015, they released an album called Horsier, which was recorded in Beijing. Since uh, Joshua Frank, the main man behind the pyres, tends to travel around a lot to the point that he was one half of the duo Hot and Cold, which was touted from being from New Delhi. But uh, Frank has some connections to doing some of the film work for uh, the Vice uh, TV or uh, Netflix series. And, uh, yeah, we'll listen to one of those songs that talks about the banes of post-Thanksgiving meals, along with anything else that involves stopping something. So this will be Parallel Pyres with Cold Turkey. You are listening to the Gobbling Exploding Head Movies here on the Farm Report the station that you know as CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Yeah. 
Vancouver Art and Leisure and Sunny Chen of Sad China present Objet de Arc, an evening of art and music aimed to empower women and femidentifying individuals in our community. Objet de Arc features artwork by female artists including photographers Amique Fallad, multidisciplinary artist Mickey Aurora, and emerging artists like Kyla James, Simone Sylvan, and DJ Rachel Fay. Tickets are $5 at the door this Thursday, October 13th at Vancouver Art and Leisure. That was one of the last songs recorded for 2014's You're Dead. 
mostly because uh, it's one of the most complex arrangements those put in place there. So, that's Flying Lotus with Turkey Dog Coma. And Flylo, short version of Flying Lotus there, otherwise known as Stephen Ellison, has been busy outside of his regular music project as Flying Lotus. He's maintained his connection with Adult Swim in these three forms right now, along with his continued work for the bumper music. Uh, a recent appearance on the Eric Andre Show, whereby he performs, checking his email on two laptops. He also released a new song under the rap alias Captain Murphy throughout this summer's Adult Swim singles compilation. And it's the first Murphy track in at least three or four years, ever since Murphy was identified as being Flying Lotus. It was kind of an anonymous connection at first. Recently, Flying Lotus performed live at the Hollywood Bowl last month for a mini festival featuring fellow brain feeder label roster mate. The bassist on that track we just heard, Thundercat. And then recent collaborator, George Clinton. And he brought his legendary Parliament, parliament Funkadelic Act. As opposed to the far parliamentary Funkadelicers. No, that's not what it's called. Now, their collaboration will continue because Clinton is set to appear in Flylo's feature debut, Cuso. A weird Fremontville post-earthquake LA with his usual fascination of crazy mutations. And they've been doing some music together, too. Flylo actually already has one short film to his credit called Royal. It screened at Sundance earlier this year. And he's trying to recruit Elijah Wood and Craig Robinson for his film. Behind me, this is Quincy Jones and Jose Feliciano. From the score to the 1969 film McKenna's Gold, this is the instrumental version of Old Turkey Buzzard. I definitely need to do a profile on Jones again soon. Now, if you didn't have turkey this weekend, substitute that you can have is a chicken that leads us into a short Japanese flavored set here emphasis on flavor of sorts key emphasis here is not on your standard j-pop sounds but sort of a quirky independent streak that some of the acts do have such as New York's Chibomato it's the duo of Yuka Honda and Moi Hotori and they synthesized a lot of different genres during their initial heyday from 1994 to 2002 they reunited in 2011 for a benefit concert for the Tohoku earthquake in Japan, along with the tsunami, and they released the Hotel Valentine album in 2014. But we will go back in time, 20 years, to the song from which I first heard about them off their 1996 debut, Viva La Woman, back when they played up more of the food angle here. At some point, I played the version of the song that appeared on a little EP that preluded the album, but uh, here has sort of the chunky hip-hop element. I always dug, and you should definitely dig up the video if you really want to, some cheap production value. So this will be Chibomato with no, your chicken. Two for one, but two for two. I said that's no bad. 
Chantazzi Azawazu Bulu. I know my chicken. You got to know your chicken. I know my chicken. You got to know your chicken. I know my chicken. You got to know your chicken. Every second Wednesday of the month from 6 to 9 is Women in Cray Night at the Bike Kitchen. Bring your bike and give it some love in this safe and positive space for anyone who identifies as female or queer. Come learn how to fix your own bike with the help of a female or queer identified mechanic and volunteers. Plus, there's free pizza. Visit bikecoop.ca for more information.
the house get busy. Oh, are you chicken? We say what we see, you'll see. Neko ga haiteru no your hands. Pocket set jakazai, just dance. And earn your party back. Hora minna de isho ni odoroyo. Sore ikai wa wasre chare. If you don't move, the shark's gonna steal your shoes. Hey! You got to dance. This is your chance. To spread your pencils, so get mad. So every the one-off song that appeared last year that was Kiro Kiro Bonito with chicken and if you're curious the name refers to kind of the gibberish sound a frog makes according to children along with the Bonito flakes the British trio fuse a mixture of J-pop dance and video game music for some very sweet sounding material the trio consists of producers Gus Lobin and Jamie Bullard they advertised for a Japanese singer-rapper which is how Sarah Midori Perry joined the team Kira Kira Benito released their second album, Benito Generation, earlier this year. And they're going to be at the Fortune Sound Club this Wednesday, October 12th, along with local acts James Dean and uh, Little Pineapple B2B NOSCAR. Current contender for favorite band name of 2016. Doors for Kira Kira Benito are set to open at 9 p.m. at the Fortune Sound Club. Tickets start at $15 and it is a 19 and older show. And somehow I've decided to sequence the songs in the wrong order behind me. Right now, this is a Moss Harvest. From last year's Moments of Inertia, this is Dusk, Shrouded in Fog. And this Maritime Act's most recent release was this year's Emergent Behaviors. So yes, this is the last week of the Vancouver National Film Festival ends this Friday, October 14th. So I'll talk about some of the films that are still set to screen. One of them is appropriate for the station. It's called Radio Dreams. It's an Iranian-American comedy about San Francisco Farsi language radio station. And amidst a primarily Persian programming schedule, uh, an Afghan rock act is set to jam with Metallica at the station. But uh, as CITR can uh, state for past experience, sometimes not all plans come together as expected. Just like what's happening behind me. Uh, it's directed by Babak Jalali. There are two screenings left. One is tonight at 9.30 at the Vancouver Playhouse and on Thursday, October 13th, 1.30 p.m. at the International Village. And then we will get rowdier now with some Pacific Northwest hardcore. And we're going to start off with one of the songs off the final release. Off Olympia Washington's Gloss. 
band name stands for Girls Living Outside of Society Shit. And as their name alludes to, it's a queer positive act that released an EP a little while ago in response to the Pulse nightclub shootings in Orlando. It's called the Trans Day of Revenge EP. And it does mark their final release because a couple weeks ago the band announced their end. So the toll the band was taking based on mental and physical health along with uh, operating at the level of visibility feels like it's too much for them. They also claimed the punk we care about isn't supposed to be about getting big or becoming famous. It's supposed to be about challenging ourselves and each other to become better people. They still have a couple gigs lined up. Uh, They do have an appearance set for Toronto this week at the Not Dead Yet Fest, featuring all sorts of hardcore acts, but they still plan on one farewell show somewhere in either Washington I'm going to guess it's around the Olympia area since that's where they're from. So from the Trans Day of Revenge EP, it's released on multiple labels. The entire EP is only seven minutes long. Got a short, quick track here. This is Gloss. Definitely reacting to the pulse shootings with uh, a certain level of anger. This is called Give Violence a Chance. Downtown Eastside Women's Art Collective facilitates bi-weekly art workshops for self-identified women out of the Carnegie Community Center Art Room. It is launching its second zine on October 13th. Come to Untitled Art Space for a community celebration, art show, and sneak peek of the zine made by self-identified women in the downtown Eastside. and you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And all I'm going to say to you is fuck off and die.
fit in better earlier, but chalk it up to the technological gremlins that prevents the music in the expected order. Anyways, from their 1986 album, Sex Mad, that was No Means No with Dad. No Means No formed in Victoria back in 1979 with brothers Rob and John Wright, and they start off with more jazzy prog rock elements, but once they caught DOA play Uvic a year later, they went more punk, moved to Vancouver, and then Andy Kerr joined on vocals and guitars. And that's the no means no that we primarily know. No means no that we know. Uh, shook the province and the rest of the country. In 1992, Care left, and but no means no recruited two more people, so they became a quartet. But the Wright brothers also had their goofy, handsome brother's side project, riffing on the, uh, the hockey boys from Slapshot. No means no went on hiatus in 2006. 
some more side projects in line, but after a few little live dates here and there, it's on September 24th, when No Means No announced that the band is no more. No more No Means No. The stuff just writes itself. They'll be missed, but think about all the albums that they had provided during that time, all the shows, and the force that they were as part of the very young Vancouver music scene at the time. So yeah, in the background here, this is Alan Hawkshaw. Off the 1977 album, The Road Forward. Off the legendary KPM label, this is Man of Beans. By no means is Biff over. More films to catch, and uh, you can catch another screening of the Swedish-German film The Yard. Sort of a dark tale about a poet who loses way in academia and resorts to manual labor along immigrants in Malmö. It's an unsentimental adaptation of the 2009 novel by Christian Lundberg and is directed by Mons Monsen. And you can catch The Yard tomorrow, October 11th at 9 p.m. at the Band City Theater. We'll get back into some more hardcore sounds here. The local flair from an act that I should have played earlier, but there's a lot to catch up on, and those regular listeners to the show don't really pick up on a lot of hardcore, but as we slowly get to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this episode can be a little bit more aggressive, so we're going to have White Lung here, primarily based in L.A. as of late, and they've grown into a quartet, but uh, they still represent one of the huge breakout sounds from the emergency room scene almost 10 years ago. Connections to acts from here, like New Sensei and the Riff Randells. From White Lung's latest album, Paradise, this track is Dead Weight. My name is Gak. Listen to Exploding Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM.
Radio, Fridays at noon on CITR. Wow, wow, day. You're so sway. Oh, day. I like your shade. From Toronto, that was Grays, G-R-E-Y-S. Which is how you spell the color here. You spell color with a U, too. Just because it feels like we're copy-proofing everything. Grays with Use Your Delusion. Definitely riffing on an old Guns N' Roses album name there. That's off their 2014 album, If Anything. And they already have two albums out this year. 2016, Outer Heaven, and then a companion piece called Warm Shadow. And uh, they're going to be opening a few shows on the East Coast this month for acts, including the Japan Droids, who hopefully you caught at least once in the Cobalt. I was supposed to, but oh man, I got sick. And then uh, White Lung, whom we heard before with Deadweight off the latest album, Paradise. In the background here, boost this up because there's some fantastic bongo work there, which I always forget about. Calgary's Huevos Rancheros. For the predecessors to the Ram Blaine and Masters. 
1996's Get Out of Dodge. This is Smart Bomb. More Viff in line for you here. Well, there's a film called American Honey Out, directed by Andrea Arnold, and the story about a teenager who has been foisted to take care of her younger siblings after her parents vanished. She leaves her small middle American town with a gang on a road trip effectively to nowhere. Uh, most of the music there is EDM, and there's very little narrative, so it's sort of like a shapeless, directionless thing. It's a, a millennial reference, not sure. But there's American Honey Screens this Wednesday, October 12th at 12.30 p.m. Sun Fraser University Gold Corp. Otherwise, from Japan Droids to a similarly named local act, Japanese Girls, but we spell it J-P-N-S-G-R-L-S. Because vowels are overrated. They have a new album out called Divorce. That's out through the Light Organ label. And this week, they have some dates in the province. So tomorrow, October 11th, they're playing uh, the Dirty Jersey Sports Bar in Kamloops. On Wednesday, October 12th, they'll be at the Fernando's Pub in Kelowna. But in town here this Thursday, October 13th, they'll be at the Light Organ Studios at 795 East Cordova, along with Switch to Black. The show's at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10.00. It will be an all-ages show. So from divorce, this will be the Japanese girls with Gap Year.
Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7. Chicks do good. Spell it one word with an X in there. From the 1996 self-titled debut, that was a note to something that some of you may have had to do if you went to the interior of the province, especially for a long weekend with family. Drove the Coquihalla. Most recently, this was 2011 Safeways, Here We Come. A little EP, but they do have a new album out called 2012. Came out last month through Fat Rack Records, featuring a single song that lasts 25 minutes totally punk rock in different ways and of course it cheekily riffs on Rush's 2112 and in honor of the 20th anniversary of their self-titled debut from the Calgary Punk Quartet along with their 25th anniversary Chicks Dig It are touring they only have West Coast dates left but they have two in BC this month October 14th at Victoria's Sugar and then this Saturday October 15th at the Cobalt Timber Concerts and Exclaim present Chicks Dig It with guests Greenback High Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8 because it is an early show. Tickets are $18 and higher. And you can get them online or at Red Cat or Zula Records. Please note it is a 19 and older show. Behind me, that was the Arcade Fire from their Oscar-nominated score to 2013's Her. That was Milk and Honey. Now we'll go into something a little bit weirder. They're called Blue Funds with a Z at the end. It's a weird international musical collective made up of Daniel Potter, a keeper of locks along the River Thames in England, Alexander Borland, a Scottish whelk hunter, and then the Soren brothers, some lake scientists from Ontario. And they have some roots in the 1990s on Scotland's Isle of Iona. And in 2014, they released an album called Songs for Ed Ricketts, a biographical zine based 
on the life of the marine biologist and romantic 1930s musings of the sea life in wistful, plaintful hums. It's a debut release through primarily a printing press known as Wistrek. Uh, Blue Fun's actually going to have a more recent album called uh, Ontarian Heroes that came out this year, but we'll stick with songs for Ed Ricketts. This will be the Blue Funds with a shingle bun.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenum-speaking Musqueam people. From her latest album, 2016's Good Advice, that was Basha Boulat with The Garden. She's playing tonight at Nelson's Spirit Bar, which will be in town Wednesday, October 12th. 
as MRG Concerts and Force Entertainment present Baja Bullet, along with OPEP at the Vogue Theatre. Tickets start at $20, and they are all ages. Doors open at 7. Elsewhere in the province, she plays uh, Thursday, October 13th at Victoria at the Lucky Bar. And she has two shows in the Yukon, Saturday, October 15th in Dawson at the KIC Ballroom. And then next Monday, October 17th at the Old Fire Hall in Whitehorse. In the background here, from their score to the 2015 film The Duke of Burgundy, this is Cat's Eyes with door number one. My name is Gag. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And we'll slowly worm our way towards the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to get a wonderful tweet about something that I'll announce about uh, some of the uh, re-releases that have happened and some of the additional alternative scores at play. But uh, I'm like, oh, I don't have this record. Why? Because it costs $800 used. Because there are only 800 copies ever printed on vinyl. And the SoundCloud pages have disappeared. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, let's uh, hop over to France for some wonderful avant-garde pop. Her name is Brigitte Fontaine. And uh, deploys multiple styles, whether rock and roll, folk, jazz, electronica, spoken word, and world rhythms. And uh, she has been celebrated by acts such as Stereolab, Michel Colombier, Jean-Claude Vanier, The Gotan Project, Sonic Youth, this iPod that just wants to play everything right now on the spot, uh, Grace Jones, Archie Shep, The Art Ensemble of Chicago. Quality stuff, and along with songwriting, she writes novels, she acts, she's a playwright and a poet. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a wonderful... Uh, song that came out on 7-inch back in 1969. This is Brigitte Fontaine with Le Goudron. And for the next little while, things are going to get weird, kind of folky here, which lines up nicely once we get to the massacre.
si beau du berceau au tombeau Nous irons voir flamber la ville tuméfiée La vie est une foire, j'ai mis ma robe en moire Mon frère est un raté car il est décédé de tousser Nous aurons un bébé Nous l'entendrons pleurer Comme de l'eau qui boue Les enfants sont tous fous Allons-nous promener Quel bonheur d'être né Le chemin est si beau Du berceau au tombeau J'ai perdu mes lunettes Ça va être la fête loves Portland, Oregon, with the food carts, craft beer, and bike lanes, what's not to love? Well, for starters, Portland is the whitest major city in America, and that's not a coincidence. For the last two and a half decades, Albina, Portland's traditional black neighborhood, has been uprooted by market-driven gentrification and exclusionary city policies. Other cities, such as San Francisco, Vancouver, and New Orleans, are struggling with similar issues of gentrification and economic displacement. In Vancouver-based author Matt Hearn's new book, titled What a City is For, Remaking the Politics of Displacement, he investigates gentrification in the 21st century. On Friday, October 21st, at SFU's Gold Corp for the Center of the Arts, join him at the book launch with several other speakers. The event is free and open to the public, but requires registration. For details and registration, visit the SFU Woodward's Facebook page online. Listen, all you people, try and understand. You may be a soldier, woman, child, or man, but there won't be many coming home. No, there won't be many coming home. Oh, there won't be many, maybe ten, out of twenty, but there won't be many coming home. Now the old folks will remember 
that dark and dismal day How their hearts were choked with pride As their children marched away Now the glory's all gone They are left alone And there won't be many At you through the haze He may be the younger brother Who ran away And before you kill another Listen to what I say From the soundtrack to the 1967 comedy, The Fastest Guitar Live. Most of us probably heard that from last year's soundtrack to The Hateful Eight. That was Roy Orbison with There Won't Be Many Coming Home. The times are referring to Vietnam or other wars, but of course it alludes to some of the themes that we're dealing with as Horror Month continues here on Exploding Head Movies. Don't need to play more Orbison. Such a wonderful kind of operatic vibrato voice. Behind me, this is Bill LeSage and Tony Kinsey off the 1971 album Vibraphone Jazz Quartet. It's probably the slinkiest industrial environment you'll ever hear. Because it is simply the industrial environment. Up next, uh, we'll hold it over to Pennsylvania with Langhorn Slim. He's joined by the act The Law and off of last year's The Spirit Moves album. This track will be Wolves. We'll then hop over to Saskatchewan for some more turkey music. Some people who have seen it 
The Vancouver International Film Festival brings a revelry of cinephilia to Vancouver. This year, Viv features over 300 films airing between September 29th and October 14th, with an opening gala featuring Eisling Walsh's Maudie and a closing gala featuring Terrace Malick's Voyage of Time. Billions of years in the making. For its 35th year, VIF will be expanding the frame, emphasizing social interaction, workshops, and audience feedback. Find the complete program for this year's VIF online at viff.org. Experience VIF 2016 this September 29th to October 14th. 
What's in the background here? We'll eventually... There we go. What were you earlier? From his most recent album, 2014's Drama in the Attic. Of course, I have to verify that right now because that didn't sound right. I think that's his only album. Fact-checking. Always impeccable. 2014's Drama in the Attic. Drama in the radio station. That was Kiefer McLean with Jive Turkey. And McLean is a young singer-songwriter from Regina, Saskatchewan. Great acoustic elements. And yeah, that is so far his only album. Latest and first, Drama in the Attic. In the background here, this is sounds. So imagine the word sounds, but take out the D. S-O-U-N-S. The original version of this song is hiss. And it appeared on Dipped Recordings' album of the same name in 2014. But in 2015, there was sort of a uh, hybrid version of it, since uh, it incorporates another one of his songs, Self Evident, that's remixed by Michael Red from uh, the Light of Sound System. So this is known as what sounds interlaced version of Self Evident Hiss, and this appeared on SoundCloud in 2015. Now let's talk about some of the new soundtracks that are out, either for films or TV series that are new, along with some re-released material that has been pressed onto vinyl. Maybe it's been on CD, maybe it's digitized. Uh, no cassettes this week. 
alas. As new things go, Henry Jackman's Henry Jackman's score to The Birth of a Nation. That's out through Atlantic Records, and this is sort of alluding to one of the first blockbuster films from the 1920s, although it deals with the whitewashed elements as it focused on the slave population that actually helped build America. So that movie's coming out soon. Downey Elfman's score to The Girl on the Trains out through Sony Classical this week. Woodkid provides the score to Desierto, and that's through Green United. Hans Zimmer returns for Tom Hanks and Dan Brown. Continuing off where the Da Vinci Code was, because the new movie's called Inferno. There is, I think it's a vinyl version of Mike Higgins and Matthew Margerson's score to Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Somehow Elfman did not work with Tim Burton on that. But sometimes you gotta diversify. As re-releases go for you cartoon fans of a certain age, there's a limited edition of 3,000 units of Johnny Quest, the TV series that helped inspired in part the Venture Brothers. Score attributed to Joseph Barbera, William Hanna, the Hanna-Barbera production, along with Hoyt Curtin. That's out through La La Land Records. And for you Ennio Morricone fans, it is a banner week since there are three re-releases. I think one of them's on vinyl for sure from uh, the Italian composer. First off, there's the vinyl edition of La Califa. That's out through Vinyl Magic. Through GDM Music, they have Menage Italiana, And through Music Box Records. So fine. All. Ennio Morricone. All fine. Uh, let's talk at least about one more Vancouver International Film Festival film that's screening this week as the festival winds down. Spirit Unforgettable. It's a documentary about Spirit of the West's lead singer, John Mann. The band retired earlier this year as uh, Mann's Alzheimer's worsens, so Spirit Unforgettable features archival clips, interviews with band and family, and other performances. So it's directed by Pete McCormick, and the final screening of this, at least as part of VIF, is this Wednesday, October 12th, at 3.45 p.m. at the Vancouver Playhouse. Now this music fits in nicely for uh, what we're going to listen to here. So we have some Nine Inch Nails coming out. They have some new material coming soon. But uh, Reznor is still focusing on soundtracks primarily. So if you hearken back to his Oscar win for the score to the social network with his partner Atticus Ross, well, they have three projects on the go, at least for 2016 so far. They provided a, a song called Juno for the short film and documentary Visions of Harmony. As well, uh, Reznor and Ross worked with Gustavo Santaolalla, a mogwai for another documentary called Before the Flood. That's a powerhouse of music right there. And then as regular films go, as in fictional, not documentary, new film Patriot's Day, alluding to at the uh, marathon bombing from a couple years ago, Resident Ross will be scoring that. So we'll have a short cue here from Nine Inch Nails' most recent album, 2013's Hesitation Marks. This will be The Eater of Dreams, a short little track. And then we'll finally start getting our massacre underway as the Texas Chainsaw folks come along.
competition in the country. CITR is hosting our 33rd annual Shindig. It's a battle of the bands at Pat's Pub every Tuesday night. We've curated 27 delicious local bands to compete for the title. Who will take the crown from last year's winners late spring? Come to find out. Fun fact, at this year's Shindig, there'll be fun facts for beers. Oh, and jokes too. Thanks to this year's sponsors, AMS Events, Backline Musician Services, Canadian Music Week, Discorder Magazine, Vader Master Studios, Four Winds Brewery, Rain City Records, Mint Records, Music Waste, Nimbus Recording, Thunderbird Radio Hell, Six Cent Press, Silver Fox Postering, Minuteman Press, Band Merch Canada, Blue Light Studios, and Zulu Records. Come out to see Shindig this week, October 18th, to see Pavel, Future Star, and Wind Up Birds. Good night, Shindig is everywhere. Remember, no matter what anyone says, rock on! As a station, we believe in playing content with artistic and cultural merit. And sometimes that category includes material which can be construed as offensive. For those who have children nearby or are sensitive to provocative material, the following broadcast may have strong language, themes, or be otherwise objectionable. Please consider tuning out and revisiting CITR after this program. Turtle, the, the waves through the ether fuzz roll on forever. Yeah, close that. Hi, I know what you're thinking. This is weird, huh? But I can handle it. <laughs> no? You're my fave. <laughs> Me and Bubba, my little brother, we listen to you every night. Teasing will end shortly here. From the 2011 compilation, Texas Change saw MASH occur, referring to uh, blends and matchups that uh, definitely still continue. I selected by Cheeky Boy. We heard Chop Top there with the intro, featuring some major Texas Chainsaw Massacre samples there. And uh, there's two compilations in that series, and what it does is it mixes up a lot of different vibes. There's a bit of a Halloween aspect to it. I was going to play some more music off of that, but uh, they felt a little bit more cartoony, let's say, as opposed to ominous as you get ready for what we're about to profile. But let's take care of two orders of business first here. Behind me, this is Marcello Giombini, and this is his theme to the 1976 film Panic. Wonderful sort of creepy giallo horror movies from Italy. And this appears on a 2011 cassette called Main Titles from Unreleased Horror Scores, Volume 1 for the Unholy Label. Still, I can't really fully determine 
the legality of it because it features rips from VHS, but somehow they were able to come up with something that you can buy. Which is outstanding because sometimes I was looking for some other stuff and it's like, this only exists in bootleg form. Spooky. And the copyrights are away, but... Again, a lot of what you're listening to is for informative and educational purposes. As it were. Anyways, uh, let's talk about some of the ephemera around the Texas Chainsaw Massacre here. And before we listen to one of the original songs off of it, before we get into the creepy sound works from it, Patton Oswalt. Latest album is Talking for Clapping, which is also a Netflix special, but uh, it's now a vinyl album pressed through the A Special Thing label. Of course, he's still dealing with the aftermath of his wife's sudden death. But uh, he's now picked up an Emmy for his Netflix special. But we're going to go back to 2004 with a uh, live excerpt when he performed at uh, Maxwell in Boca, New Jersey, as part of the Eight Days of Hanukkah thing that Yola Tango do every year. So from 2004, there's Patton Oswalt talking a little bit about the movies. There's something we do here on Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM. Vancouver. And I'm so sick of the non-committal Hollywood movie titles. You know, like this, Long King Polly, something's gotta give, or feeling sorta kinda. <laughs> Fucking give me a title that tells me what the guy... That's the title's way of going, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Don't, don't even drag me into this bullshit. You know what the greatest movie title ever was? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know why? Because when you hear that title, even if you haven't seen that movie, you just saw it. Because in your head, you had to see a movie. When you heard those words, Texas, oh, this can't be good. And Chainsaw, oh my goodness. Massacre, holy shit! I gotta go see that! Give a movie a title like Ghost Rape or Alabama Puffy Fuck. I don't care. It doesn't even need to be with the movie. Can you imagine like a romantic comedy? It's like two young people walking through the fall leaves in New York and it says Alabama Puffy Fuck. And I, we should go see that. Oh my god. I think somebody went nuts. For the very best in bluegrass music, plus classic country, Cajun, rockabilly, western swing, and whatever jumps off the shelves at us, tune in every Tuesday morning at 6.30 for Pacific Pickin' with your host, Arthur Berman. And I'm Andrea. The lovely Andrea, who will also provide you with our concert calendar and every bit of news and information you can possibly need. And as if that wasn't enough, there's a warm-up show at 6, featuring a little bit of a wider variety of roots and branches of bluegrass music. So tune in each morning, 6 for the warm-up show, 6.30 for the main show, Pacific Pickin' on CITR 101.9 in Vancouver. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
from his 1974 album, which was a self-released, re-released, self-re-released. I guess you can bind those words together that way in 2004. That was Roger Bartlett with Friends with Fool for a Blonde, originally written about sitting in a cafe outside the University of Texas College in Austin, watching by Who Walks By. Bartlett's most recent album is 2013's Manhattan. And uh, for you parrot heads, uh, Bartlett actually is one of the original core reefer with Jimmy Buffett's band. And Bartlett's song appears with uh, two numbers by Timberline Rose, two by Arky Blue, and two by Los Cyclones as original songs that appeared on the film 1974, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. At the time, no one had any idea how the film would do, so no soundtrack was officially sanctioned based on those tracks. So a lot of what I'd do here was a little piecemeal based on what I could find. And uh, if you don't know the story, well, it has some roots based on uh, the Wisconsin murderer Ed Gein. He had killed two women, but he was more known for uh, digging up through people's graves and collecting what body parts were still intact. As for the film itself, take some of that inspiration as it follows a group of friends who go to visit one of their families, I guess the grandparents' houses, where they heard a grave was desecrated. So on their way to visit the old homestead, they pitch up a hitchhiker, and uh, they run into fuel issues, and they end up in someone else's house full of cannibal psychopaths. And at the time when the movie first came out, it was kind of marketed as a true story to attract a wider audience along with a subtle commentary on the area's political climate. Because it was a reaction to the Vietnam War, some of the graphic violence that uh, was covered by the San Antonio news outlets. And director Toe Pooper was inspired by that. And he came up with a film that was shot in four weeks for less than $300,000, featuring relatively unknown actors from Central Texas in unbearable heat. It was summertime in Texas. So they worked long hours, seven days a week, they tried to finish as quickly as possible, but uh, they had some difficulty with some of the shooting there. And uh, it was quite a wacky thing. But somehow, he aimed to come up with a PG-13, or I guess PG at the time, cut of the film. But, yeah, it's a raw movie. Not too gory by today's comparisons, but it's very evocative based on editing and what they could do for it. So, but yeah many regards it has been highlighted as one of the most scariest films ever released so along with the uh rocks or cinematography editing and art direction um the soundtrack is one of the key things it was done by itself with toe pooper and sound engineer wayne bell and uh for your music concrete effect that we're going to listen to here so if you're expecting anything symphonic at all based on song structure no. What they had done is they assembled a whole bunch of different symbols, instruments, and uh, kind of tools to make a lot of the instrumentation. So one of the most famous ones that they refer to is there's a scene towards the end of the film where uh, the soundtrack is basically a pitchfork scraping along a table. So, But there's some synth elements that kick in. So what's been noted is that Hooper and Bell weren't the first sound designers to use electronic music to illustrate fear, but... This is where a lot of the uh, tropes and stereotypes come from, since effectively slasher films begin here. So let's start off with some of these harsh sonic textures here with the opening titles. 
And yeah, this is not something that may not jibe with what you're expecting with the usual soundtrack elements here, but you know, glorious stuff here with hums and white noises and very modulated percussion. And of course, when something's about to go wrong, high-pitched squeals can be heard. But yeah, here's Wayne Bell and Toe Pooper with the opening titles to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Outside the small rural Texas community of Newt early this morning. Officers there discovered what appeared to be a grisly work of art the remains of a badly decomposed body wired to a large monument. A second body was found in a ditch near the perimeter of the cemetery. Subsequent investigation has revealed at least a dozen empty crypts, and it's feared more will turn up as the probe continues. Deputies report that in some instances, only parts of a corpse had been removed. The head, or in some cases, the extremities removed, the remainder of the corpse left intact. Evidence indicates the robberies have occurred over a period of time. Sheriff Jesus Maldonado refused to give details in the ghoulish case and said only that he did have strong evidence linking the crime to elements outside the state. Area residents have reportedly converged on the cemetery, fearing the remains of relatives have been removed. No suspects are in custody as the investigation at the scene continues.
So from the Assault My Ears version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mostly because there was never an official release for it, so I'm not sure how over time all this has been assembled, but as we start with the opening titles, there were a the whole bunch of little news broadcast excerpts. Then we heard a, a short little piece there called Jerry Finds Pam in the Freezer, Full Moon Saw Chase. And then we had a bit of a, a dinner table scene there. At dawn, they fished. And then we closed, was evidenced by the chicken sounds there, with a room of feathers and bones. With plenty of screams all around there. When the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released in 1974, it uh, was uh, pretty upsetting for a lot of folks. Some people walked out of early screeners, I think even some of the trailers too, just because uh, at the time, Ellen Fodd was based on something real. Not cinema verite, but along those lines. In several countries, the movie was banned outright, despite the fact that it really showed not much in the way of gore, because, again, director Tobe Hooper, who, along with Wayne Bell, provided all that uh, wonderful music, I had targeted a modest you know, audience for it. He, he had to fight the original X rating to get it down to an R rating. Of course, oddly enough, I think there's only one chainsaw attack in the movie. Everything else was just sort of bludgeons and very realistic looking meat look thing, as it were. So, it had mixed reception from critics, but it managed to get $30 million in domestic box office and it has become a huge cult hit. And it is uh, reputed to be one of the best horror films in cinema. Ridley Scott used it as part influence for his 1979 film, The Alien. John Carpenter used it as a huge influence for a lot of his horror films. And then, of course, the 80s, the slasher films point to the history of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There were sequels of Leatherface and his family. Those hicky cannibals. There were sequels. There was remakes done by Ron Zombie. There was a prequel, comic books and video games. And its influence is used by a lot for just how it edits sequences together is yeah the impression of what people went through in that film is intense but as I said the filming took so long in the Texas heat that all the actors were losing their minds working long hours seven days a week they were getting upset with Toe Booper and yeah the director basically said he almost lost contact with everyone at least for a good solid ten years afterwards because it was such a tumultuous experience but Leatherface and uh, what became known as the last girl, Sally, were actually friends beforehand, and he suggested her for the role. It managed to maintain that friendship ever since. That's going to be it for Exploding Hit Movies this week for your Thanksgiving Monday coming up at 9 o'clock in five minutes' time. It's the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. It will guide you to midnight, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your holiday Monday broadcast. If you missed any of this week's episode, you can grab the podcast playlist, just go to Exploding Hit Movies show page, www.citr.ca. Look up shows, or look up the schedules for Monday, you'll see it there, and the playlist will be up there shortly. You can follow me on Twitter, at 100 Air, and Exploding Hit Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr. You can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. One thing I forgot to mention through Twitter is that um, Gareth, the host of More Than Human here on Sundays, pointed out that uh, the Death Waltz crew had uh, Umberto and Antoni Maiovi, some acts I've played in the past here. And in uh, 2014, 
both acts performed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre live score in its entirety at two screenings in Austin and L.A. The album's called The Hook and Pull Gang, but there's a limited series of 800 copies on vinyl. Looking on Discogs, ticket, or tickets. Just try to get an original copy. It's over $800. No digital copies. Some YouTube footage. Some pulled SoundCloud stuff. Who knows? Maybe in time I can find it. I can pair some more wacky stuff together that way. Next week, we'll continue on with our horror month as we look at the 1994 film The Crow. And as October progresses, we'll get into the thing, and then we'll actually have a Halloween Day show here. In the background, this is Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, joined by Joe Henderson on tenor sax, and maybe a flute later on. This is a long song. Herbie Hancock on keys, Ron Carter on bass, and then Lenny White on drums. From the 1970 recording session that led to Red Clay, this track is a John Lennon cover cold turkey. We'll close with ministry here. Bit of a protest song during the first George Bush presidency. From 1991, this is the extended dance mix version of NWO, the New World Order. Obviously, we'll see in a few weeks' time what the next New World Order is going to be like. Trump, Clinton, Johnson somehow, if you can find out where the rest of the world is. We'll see. So take care of yourselves, Vancouver. We'll see you in seven days. Gobble, gobble. Don't fill yourself up with leftovers.
You are listening to CITR FM and cable. <laughs> Not cable. No, we don't do that anymore. That's old-fashioned stuff. FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. That's the right one. Stay tuned now for the jazz show, the uh, Thanksgiving edition of the jazz show with Gavin Walker. Coming right up. Do 